I'm your host and facilitator, Billy Ryan and I want to welcome you to The Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. Apostle Wilson's goal for creating this podcast is to help you, as a church leader, to remove the spiritual, mental and psychological hindrances that keep you from being the best version of yourself. We now go to our broadcast already in progress. So grace and peace, welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with me, your host, Apostle Martin Wilson, and we are excited today. Uh, we're, we're, we're introducing my friend, amen. These are, her and her husband definitely have been a blessing to my wife and I, dealing with teenage sons. They were there. They were they were the surrogate parents, if you will. And I want to introduce to you, and so we want to talk today about her new book. Pastor Kosi, how are yes, you? I am doing well, uh, Bishop. Uh, thank you so much for uh, inviting me uh, to be on your podcast. I'm yes. honored. Uh, so thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. So tell us a little bit about your new book and, and what, what was your inspiration? Sure. Uh, so the new book is the first one. It's a word to the wise um, transformation station. Um, it is available on all platforms, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Amazon, Walmart, um, Thrift Books, uh, Rooted, uh, Milwaukee Bookstore, just about uh, any of the bookstores. Um, the book is available. Um, I began reading, uh, writing this book in 2020, uh, just at the leading and the unction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, probably from the age of five or six, I've always... I wanted to be an author or a writer. I uh, really love the works of Langston Hughes um, and Zora, Zora Neale Hurston, just as authors, black authors, um, that I really could um, could dive deep into their books and into their work and their poetry. Um, and so, it, you know, inspiration was birthed. Um, I had a halt uh, in writing. Uh, when my father passed in uh, on December 9th of 2020, and I stopped writing for a while. Um, but after I was able to kind of navigate through grief, um, then I picked up the pen yes. again and uh, went ahead. And it was something that really helped me through uh, grief was to begin writing again. Um, and the Holy Spirit kind of breathed on the pages. Uh, I We'll go back and reread Word to the Wise um, sometimes and just couldn't even believe um, the downpour um, of the of the uh, the spirit um, that, you know, the Lord gave uh, that the Lord gave me. And even as he breathed it on the pages, I couldn't even believe that I wrote that. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, yes. That, that was all God. <laughs> Yes. And that is that is so important when you when you're when you're actually writing from your spirit that you allow him to to pull it out. That is awesome. So what what, with with this book, what do you want to get out to the people? What what do you want to what is the lasting impression you want to leave? Yeah, so my message for the people in this book, I've always been an encouraging prophet. That's my gift. That's why I was Mm-hmm. Um, my pillars of ministry has always been able to encourage the underdog or those that feel crumpled up like trash and tossed away. And um, I've learned in my 23 years of ministry 
that most of us would have gone and should have gone a lot farther and farther and will go farther if we just had a little bit more support and more encouragement. Oh, that's and good. We're that's going good. through our journey. You know, all of our journeys are separate and different. And word to the wise, each chapter has something different uh, for everybody, such as uh, not everyone is having a financial struggle. Some people are struggling right. with the mental health component. Yes, and yes. be losing it in the background and people would think that you have it all together simply because you don't mm -hmm. have a financial struggle. There are some people that don't have a dollar to their name and they are perfectly happy, um, but they don't <laughs> have the provision to finance. Vision. Right. And so another right. uh, conundrum there. So word to the wise, my simple message for the people is that as long as you take off running and keep running, uh, the Lord will run the way with you. But you can't expect God to get out there and run if you want to sit down in the background and wait for him to go to wow. the finish line. We all have different races that we have to run. And as long as we are running our individual race according to the GPS coordinates that the Father has for our lives, then we will get to our destination with his leading. And so the yes. word to the wise transformation station uh, it's a book for the mm. underdog, you know, come in, read and get powered up and get recharged in the spirit. That is good. That is good. So how, how would you say that your years of experience in ministry has contributed to this? Writing? Oh, my goodness. So face planning in ministry as a teacher. I don't care how many years of uh, theology school or um, ministerial <laughs> training uh, or how years that one has been a preacher. I myself have been preaching 23 years, but I can say the most valuable lessons that I've learned, what I buy, Saya, has falling on my face. Uh, that's a teacher oh, wow. because sometimes when we are learning lessons in ministry, we're learning lessons comfortable. We're learning them yes. in, a, yes. in a classroom environment, if you can, stereo yeah. etiquette, on-the-job training, uh, for preachers in the pulpit etiquette. But it's when you fall flat on your face, that experience mm -hmm. is so uncomfortable that it teaches such a valuable lesson when you kind of have to eat humble pie and uh, and you have to learn never to do that again. One, because either you've mm -hmm. made somebody mad or come off insensitive or um, did not follow, follow the leading of or the unction of the Holy Spirit um, and went the wrong way, and then you had to backtrack and come all the way back around and repeat the lesson. Some of those lessons have been the most important lessons that I've had writing this book, and I can write from a transparent place. Um, I'm just the kind of vessel that I don't mind being trans, um, transparent and letting the reader know the mistakes that I've made in ministry um, as a yeah. pastor and even as in my own individual walk that will help them to not repeat those mistakes. Now, I yeah. can't save a person from every mistake, but I can right. help you to not not repeat the big ones. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Years of ministry um, has definitely been a huge component um, that gave me a lot of wisdom and guidance for the writing of this book. That's good. So, So as a pastor, if a pastor picks up this book, what are some of the principles that they can take away and apply it to their own ministry and their teaching 
to help those um, that are sitting in their congregation? Yeah, so a pastor, if they read word to the wise, it's going to let them know that, hey, you can be transparent. Um, I'm a firm believer that sometimes in leadership, we can come off um, as so holy that people will hold us and esteem us as God himself or in the same parallel manner as Jesus. And that is not how um, we should be viewed because we we don't have um, a heaven or hell to put someone in. And also our names individually has never saved anyone. It has been the true power of Jesus. And sometimes as pastors, um, people have this image of us that we are without error and that we are without flaws. And my message to the pastors in the book is that it's okay to be a healed vessel and you can still be transparent with people still receiving you as who you are. Just because you tell your testimony of where God has brought you from, that is a message that's going to resonate with your congregation. They're going to understand that if God did it for you, he can do it for me too. Mm, And who better to um, give a foundation and principles based on life experience than a pastor that has navigated the waters. It's almost like um, somebody cheating in life and giving the believer and the parishioner all the answers to the test Mm. because your pastor has navigated some of those waters. (laughs) So... That's I good. want the pastor to know that it's okay to be transparent and to let your congregation know that some of these things I have navigated. So you can trust me uh, mm-hmm. at, in this measure at my word that, listen, um, you know, God delivered me from this place. And, and even though I faced planning yeah. and even though some of these things were not my proudest moment, you too can mm-hmm. overcome this. The strong vessels yeah. are those that have been crushed and broken those are the strongest mm-hmm. because once you yep. come out of that you've been through the refiner's yes. fire <laughs> God minister from that place so to the pastors that will pick up the book pick it up read it get recharged get uh, powered up we get winded in ministry and worn out we wear so many different hats and sometimes yes. who encourages the one that's encouraging everybody mm-hmm. else that's good. That's good. So let me let me talk to the prophetess, because I think I know you can you can deal with this and and, and help us with this. How do I, I can't even say how, because sometimes we can't even address them. But we're seeing a lot of young ministers that are being transparent without change. Like this is who I am, you know, just accept it and keep, how would you as, as a, as a prophet of God, which I, I really believe you, I've heard you minister. I've seen you say things and it come to pass. How would you help us to address this generation of transparency without change? Yeah. I'm reminded of apostle Paul, uh, when he asked the question, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, it's a dangerous thing. The Bible says, woe unto those that know. You know what the scripture says. Um, We're going to have a heavier price to pay. um, We Mm -hmm. know exactly what the scripture says, and we do the contrary. Um, God is no respecter of purses. And so if I use my hood vernacular here, us prophets, preachers, charismatic gifts, we can get it too. And (laughs) the work that we're going to get is going to be a lot stronger uh, yeah, than just yeah. a lay believer that's coming to church and that knows a little bit of the scripture. Um, if you are a disciplined gift, um, I'm a firm believer that one, 
uh, cannot really operate in the prophetic or even as a pastor, minister, evangelist, part of the fivefold without discipline in your life. Um, one, because you're going to come off hypocritical. And two, it's like um, wearing a, a soggy diaper that's full of boo-boo all over the place. And you just go, and because you are unlearned and you are not a disciplined gift, you go up and you stink up the place everywhere that you go. In this particular season and dispensation of time, God is calling on us to get back to the foundation of the scripture. A lot of us know the word, but we do contrary to, or we use the word and twist it to fit um, Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. sin choices that we are just not willing to get rid of. But it is until you allow the, the father to go through you with a fine tooth comb and you be teachable and you be reachable and God is able to pull out all the things on the inside of you um, to get you to a place where you can be used for his glory. You can't be used for the Lord's glory and stinking it up at the same time. He said, you're going to either be hot or cold, but God does not wow. do lukewarm. This is a black and white gospel. It's not it's not colorful. Wow. Either you're going to live according to the word or the other choices that you're not. The, the devil always has a counterfeit. And so what I want to mm-hmm. reach out to the young prophets or the young ministers to let them know is I don't care how much word you think, you know, and I don't care how you can go and tear up a church. If you are not disciplined and trained, then you need to have a seat until you're ready. Yes. Uh, to be trained and to be disciplined. Otherwise, it's not you just making your name bad. You're stinking it up for the kingdom. It's harder for other gifts or for other preachers to go out and live a life because now you've set the standard that we live contrary to the same word that we preach or we go and shout and dance for a real yes. time, yes. fall out in the floor and, and get up and we rehearse uh, our shouting. We rehearse our tongue, but we don't have a true life lived sold out to the master we got to get back to what the word of god says and if that's good to live according to the word then we need to stop preaching and get somewhere exactly and get delivered for real and then come back so that we can be then come glory. Back. <laughs> and, and i always I, I i i preach that to the ministers and to the people get delivered yeah. in private so god doesn't have to expose yeah. you openly yes so we've, we've got to, because uh, I just see so many that are taking transparency and using it the entire mm-hmm. wrong way. It doesn't mean that you just keep doing what you're mm-hmm. doing. It means that I'm sharing what I did, like, as you said, as an example to help somebody. That's good. And also, that I is will good. say, certain certain elements of our walk and of our testimony are not are not meant to be shared with others. Mm. There are certain facets of our testimony that are way too colorful for us to really share. <laughs> That's kind of mm-hmm. like a private mm-hmm. lesson um, that, you know, because as human beings, unfortunately, some things that people will know about you, even though you are gifted, even though you've been delivered, they're always going to remember and impede yes. on yes. what they see you as. So there are certain testimonies that I yes. choose not to tell because I understand exactly. the lesson the father was trying to teach me, but that lesson may not be available for everybody else. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, exactly. So, you know, in, in all transparency, when you have people that are being transparent, it's like, look, you've been telling, telling this same testimony for years, but I, but I, but the Lord, he's working on me. 
I ain't been delivered yet. No, no, no. When the woman with the issue of blood went to Jesus, her healing was immediate. It was when the yes. when the when Jesus asked the man at the pool of Bethesda, Will thou be made whole? Because he had signed up in his mind that he wanted to be mm -hmm. well, it was immediate. Jesus, yes. he does not offer delayed miracles. So if you want to be delivered, you will be delivered. And the reason why we are not delivered is because the deliverance is available, but we have not made up our minds to walk in deliverance. Mm -hmm. You need wow. to just confess, keep it a buck and say you like what you are in and you're ready yes. yet other than promoting this theory of transparency that you ain't got there yet because God ain't did it for you yet or he's trying to teach you some ultimate lesson. No, the father is timeless. He doesn't operate on minutes and seconds. So the minute you said, be it done unto me, oh Lord, it was done. That's it. But if you said, That's be it, it done unto me, but in your heart, you know that you finna go commit the same sin two hours later and you're only saying, be it done unto me because mm -hmm. you're feeling guilty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You ain't yeah. gonna never be well. Will be yeah. made whole. Don't I'm walking transparency if you're still trying to live that life. Get delivered. That's good. Be delivered That's for good. real. It is available for you. That's good stuff. That and you and you said something there that was so important that you've got to be honest about the relationship you had with the sin. Yeah. I liked it. But I, I, but I love God more than what I was in. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Look, for those of you that are watching, look, that was the preachers in us that just had to, we had to take that little turn. So let's come back to the book. Come back. So what, what makes, and I, and I, and I know you're a very unique person. You and your yeah. husband are very unique. You know, like some people, you can group everybody together, but you guys are very unique. Your family, very, you can, you can just see that the blessing, the anointing of God is on your life. Everything you do seems to, to blossom. What makes your book different? What makes my book different is because, uh, one, I always call myself the Lord's hood preacher. <laughs> I am uh, um, I'm a native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, grew up on 10th and Burleigh, and uh, I've coined myself Burleigh Baby. It's only because um, I'm hood. Uh, in the sense of I'm an approachable gift. Um, the mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. the word the, the Lord works with my mind is he will give me hood analogies for the believer. He yeah, always yeah. talked in plain terms. He didn't talk like, um, I, I would say Jesus is having the conversation like you and I has. He often yeah. used teaching tools like parables and things of, the, of that nature. I think what makes word to the wise different is because I tried to operate in my father's spirit, writing the book to come from a more transparent place to not use yeah. all these big and uh, hermeneutical words uh, yeah. or to yeah. speak like a theologian where the message would go over someone's head, but to come down to you and have a seat on the floor with you on the carpet um, in front of a fireplace and kind of have a powwow and say, look, yeah. this is what happened to me, you know, and I'm sure it's somewhere in your life you can relate. So if you're, Feeling a little down mm -hmm. in the dumps. Let me give you a little pick me up. Um, I want to yeah. speak from a transparent place, like we're having a conversation. But let me just take you through uh, some of the moments in my life that were some of my greatest moments, some of my highs, mm -hmm. and some of my weakest moments, some of my lows. Yeah. 
and just give you um, a, a sense that, you know, the, those of us that accomplish much have been through much. And mm -hmm. what you are encountering is not uncommon to someone with greatness and purpose on their life. In fact, the enemy is not going to give you a break when you are destined for great things. Uh, he's going to be on your trail because he wants you to self-sabotage and throw in the towel yourself and not achieve your greatness. So I, I'm speaking from that perspective. And I think this book, it makes this book different because it's an easy read and a quick read. And it's one that's so foundational that you can come back to to um, many of the chapters and reread them again and get something different that's next true. time. So you, you, so it, you would say that once a person's read it, they can just go and say, I need this chapter for today. They can. Absolutely. Okay. They definitely. That's good. In fact, we have a uh, word to the wise 2.0, 108 days of power, hood proverbs for the soul uh, that accompanies word to the wise transformation station. It is a, a more so a devotional, like a daily prayer, okay. um, 108 tools and nuggets just to power up and just recharge you. Um, I've read the same, um, the same uh, day eight, probably 30 times because it's blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think That's you'll be able to look at these two different tools and see which one you want to apply to your life for that particular day. Uh, so some, some great reads and some great tools for the kingdom. When's the workshop start? We yeah, we need to get the workshop in in the works. I think that's going to be great. We are planning a uh, word to the wise conference um, sometime later this year in the city of Atlanta, um, where we will let us know yes. ahead of time. We will we we Come will on. take a weekend to do that. Yes, to be a part. I'm I'm calling on the apostolic gifts and the prophetic uh, because I believe that when there is a uh, an abundance of prophets in the room, our gifts really stir. When we ping yeah. off one another, oh, when you get in, in the midst of some apostles, bishops, prophets, that faucet comes on so great because we're all yes, recharging, empowering each other. Yes. This conference will be, it will not be just one gift um, going forth, but many of the prophets going forth um, with a word to the wise moment and laying down a prophetic declaration and a word of encouragement for the people is so good to hear what the Lord is saying through his sons and daughters. Yes. Yes. Certainly coming soon in Atlanta. We're going to feed you well. We're going to have a good time and we're going to celebrate with the Lord's apostolic gifts um, that yes. were born for such a time as this, the end time gifts. Let us know. We we will we will tell our people and say, hey, we're going to Atlanta for the weekend, yeah. going down to spend the, the weekend with our other our other uh -huh. family. Please let us know. Let us know. Yes. What would you say are some of the spiritual battles or attacks that you may have faced while writing the book? Because I know the enemy don't want this oh, out. No. Um, oh, my goodness. I think one of the biggest battles was losing my father right in the midst of the book. Oh, wow. wow. I, I was thinking it might was before, but it right was in the middle. In the middle of me writing Word to the Wise, my daddy died. Um, my father lived with me for the past three years. 
Oh, I didn't know. Yes, and essentially, my uncle passed around Thanksgiving. My dad went down to Tennessee um, to see. He got there to see my uncle before he passed. Mm-hmm. He called me from Tennessee to say that he wanted me to drive down on the weekend because he wanted to go to the funeral home and start planning his funeral. And I'm like, Daddy, ain't nobody talking. Oh, wow. We're not going to plan no funeral. You know, you're going to be good. You know, and I knew that my father um, had gotten some recent test results, but he had battled COVID, lung cancer, prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And I knew that his PSA levels recently had been a little higher. So I knew that daddy was sick, but he was vibrant and full of life. So, you know, you all oh, wow. wow. have more time. Well, my father, on the day that he was returning to Atlanta, um, I got a call from my aunt in Racine, Wisconsin, asking if I had heard from Tennessee. And I was like, I hadn't. And I'm thinking maybe he's going to stay a little longer. Or his flight was delayed or, yeah. you know, maybe he just couldn't call me. And while I was on the phone with my aunt, um, the ambulance was at my other aunt's house mm. trying to resuscitate my father. The next wow, call that wow. I got was from the sheriff saying because of COVID and because it appeared that my father died in his sleep, that I needed to have a funeral home come and pick his body up. And it Mm -hmm. blew the wind out of me because Mm -hmm. I'm a daddy's Mm -hmm. baby. Um, I have a great relationship with my mom, but I have always been stuck like glue to my daddy, even in my late (laughs) thirties. That had me walking through depression and, and unhealthy grief. And just a season of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, once I was able to start writing again, I think the next test that I faced is because the enemy knew that this book would cross across international waters. We've right. seen sales in the UK, in Poland, oh, wow. Australia, wow. in Canada. Um, we've seen word to the wise sales in France, um, where they have really just been buying these books out and. You never know what who when what you're writing who it's going to reach, and I had mm-hmm. no knowledge that none of these places I've ever been, these um, believers have been buying these books up. I don't even know if half of them are believers, but they have been buying them up in the self help category. Um, Come that. on here, and um, the the enemy would do things like he would mess with my formatters software uh, tools. He would uh, he would shut down the computer of my cover artist. Uh, he was messing <laughs> with the graphic designers. Um, the first set of books that I got didn't even make it through um, Pennsylvania from the publisher. The box was destroyed. Now I'm on my second. Are you serious? I'm on my second destroyed box in a delayed shipment. Um, the enemy was trying. Well, we know that he's the prince of the power of the air. So anytime he could get in the airways and try to wow. mess it up, I had a car wrecked um, on the way. Uh, my uh, our Camaro was totaled uh, a week last week. The enemy. Oh, when you're getting when you are in the season of production, that devil gets mad. Um, what the enemy don't know is that we have insurance. And uh, we love cars. So now you've just given us a reason to get a brand new pair. Of get another one. Listen, <laughs> hey, it's material things. Uh, yes. My kids were in an accident. It was all kind of things 
that were happening to interpede on the success of this book. But the devil in hell be it the liar. The Bible uh, declares, according to John 8 and 44, that he is a liar. And from the beginning, it says he can't tell the truth because mm -hmm. the truth is not found in him. When he speaketh of a lie, he speaketh of himself. So we already know that the enemy will tell you lies to make you believe that you are not being productive. But it's a, a smoke and mirrors. It's a smoke screen to try to get you to stop going forward in purpose. Yeah. Well, the devil is mad because <laughs> those books still got delivered. Uh, we had mm -hmm. three cars. And so uh, the Camaro that we love so well, we'll get another one. That is fine. And that, that'll be all right. <laughs> to match the book. <laughs> new book, new car. Could. Even at the book selling, the 108 Days of Power, we sold out of that book, completely out. Um, word to the wise, there were so many sales before we even got here that people were just snatching the book off of Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Nobles. They were getting it. They were bringing in their copies and getting them signed. If you just keep pushing through whatever distraction the enemy has set up, you're going to make it to your destination. Wow. The person that can keep you from your destined place is you. If you decide to listen to the word of the yes. enemy, you must keep going. So distraction always lets you know that you're on the right uh, on the mm -hmm. right track and in the right uh, transition for your life. Oh, that's good. Because my next question was going to be, how do you encourage that person who is ready to quit because of distractions? Yep. But you, you can't. You, got, you, you just can't let it. You got wow. Distractions are like weightlifting. Um, I can, I can admit that I could really run and dance and I was very athletic in my teens and in my twenties at 40, mm -hmm. not so much. I remember, um, me and my husband bought these bikes <laughs> a few weeks ago. Walmart had mountain bikes on sale and we said, we don't get these bikes. Um, uh, we were so prone to get those bikes that we took one vehicle home and came back in the truck just to put them bikes in there because we weren't planning on buying no bikes. And you think that you could ride a bike because you've ridden one from childhood. You think it's easy. It's new. It's new. Coming up that hill, Bishop, my husband is 10 years my senior. He flying up the hill on the bike. Me, my asthma done kicked in. My muscles tied. I done stopped midway. I done stood up on the bike pedaling. And I realized... I haven't used these muscles in a minute. Yes, yes. It's the same thing with distraction. When you wow. haven't used those, that level of faith in a That's good. The enemy will make you want to quit by, by tuning in all of your sensory muscles, uh, mm. what you see, what you hear to distract all these mm -hmm. different components to tell you, just don't put that yeah. bike back up in the garage. It's too hard. But I made it all the way back, all the way past the pool and all the way back. And what I learned, glory be to God, was that when I was going up the hill, it was hard. But when I was coming back home to my destined place, the bike was pedaling for me. I had Come on velocity here. coming down the hill. Yes. <laughs> so I had to build some muscle and use some faith to on the way up. there. But on mm -hmm. the way back, it was super easy. 
And that'll My encourage God. the believer that I know it seems mm-hmm. hard getting to a place called there. But once you get there, the road on mm-hmm. back home, the destiny is going to be super easy and like effortless That's ease. <laughs> if you make that is so. good. Yeah. Don't don't stop in the don't middle of the, the hill. Middle Keep going. Hill. Keep going. Wow. Wow. Listen, we, we're we down at the bottom of yes. the hour. What what is your most important thing that you that you would like for that person that hasn't got the book yet, but now has listened to this interview and wants to go get what would you want to leave with them? Your words of encouragement. And again, share where, where we can get a hold of this. Book. Absolutely. My final word of encouragement for those who have not gotten the book yet is listen get the book. It is going to bless you. I guarantee it. Um, many of us, when we first come to the Father, we are running. We have, we are full of zeal. Um, we are running that race, and it seems like we have so much win. But along the way, sometimes when you are doing things in repetition, uh, you find that, you know, you lose your shine a little bit. Um, you find that uh, you feel like you get this dull, like it needs to be sharpened. Um, chapter six is come and shine again. And what's oh about that chapter is that when a when a uh, floor tech is stripping a floor, he has to strip off all that wax, all out the corner, has to buff it. And then he has to lay down a new coat of wax, but old yeah. wax has yeah. got to come up first. That when wax is dull, it doesn't matter how many times you clean that floor, it's never going to shine to its brightest element. Yeah. You got to strip, yeah. put down solution and get up all that old wax. Get up out of all the old places that you've been to, the things that have broken you and knocked mm-hmm. you down in ministry. There's no problem being knocked down and there's no mm-hmm. problem uh, having low moments in your ministry. Problem right, is right. when you settle for that uh, that dull shine. God doesn't right. want us to dwell in the dull. He doesn't want us to walk uh, through ministry looking gray and without color, uh, without vision, without purpose. God is telling somebody today: renew your vision, renew your That's purpose. Good. That's good. Come and shine again. Don't you want to shine? Don't you want to look not? Just good on on the outside, but don't you want to shine on the inside too? And he's saying, come on and return back. Come on and get recharged, get powered up again so that your vision may return. Some of you have been sitting on visions from 20 years back. Mm -hmm. There are authors Mm -hmm. that's listening to this podcast that got manuscripts sitting in your desk. And because you don't think you have the money to publish your book, You've not set out to do just that. Come on. What about Don't you want to shine again? Don't you want to be vibrant again, running in Mm -hmm. your full power with full thrust? Come on. The Lord said that I will put feet on your faith. I'm going to do it for you in this season. If you start running, you're going to know that I'll be running right beside you. I'm going to give you a fresh slate in this season. Come on and shine again. You can purchase this book on Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Thrift Books, 
rooted Milwaukee bookstore. Uh, you can Google Word to the Wise Transformation Station, okay. and it will share with you all the various places that you are able to get this book. Uh, there's also Word to the Wise 2.0, 108 Days of Power. If you just um, put my name in the search, Nikisha Cozy, okay. you'll see all those books, even uh, four children's books that have been released as well. Uh, glory be to God. So oh, something for the adult and something for the children as well. Amen. Just to recharge your faith. That it's, is awesome. That is awesome. You can get it anywhere. Look, you going to make me go get mine today. Today. <laughs> Look, I know pastor's going to want one, so I might as well go ahead and get Come two. Because I'm going to take mine to work, and she's going to be trying to take hers to work, and that ain't going to work. <laughs> Come on. That is awesome. Well, listen, I definitely want to get you back on. Uh, I, I know you got a lot going on with with the book signing. Thank you for taking time today, even while you're traveling, uh, to come and to be with us. But I definitely would love to get you to come back, share some more about your yeah. book uh, and your writing yeah. process for those that, like you said, that got the manuscript sitting around. Um, and, and I've published a couple, but but it sounds like you got a good distribution. Yeah that I need to I need to learn about on your side of the yes so thank you so much listen you've been watching the black church leadership podcast please share this particular episode share about the book this book is I believe it's going to be phenomenal if you haven't heard this woman of God preach, please. What is your Facebook that they can connect with you on Facebook also? Sure. So my Facebook is Nikisha E. Cozy. Um, my Instagram is Pastor Prophet Cozy. And if you you guys, she when she comes on live, believe me, she is coming full throttle. You would think that she has a church of 2,000 in front of her because she gives you everything. And I promise you, look, get her, get her, uh, invite her, your or her husband to come and minister for you guys. Again, Black Church Leadership Podcast. Bishop Wilson, remember God is the greatest power and you are absolutely not defeated. God bless. You have been listening to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. We ask that you follow Apostle on all major podcast outlets and the official website www.wilsonleadership.org. Sponsored by Billy Ryan Life and Executive Coaching and the Ecclesia Ecumenical Leadership and Church Growth Development Network. Executive Producer, Billy Ryan. <laughs>